Hi, welcome to Change Nerds. I'm Kara Sundar. I'm Adnan Ali. Today, we are going to talk about dealing with difficult leaders. And Adnan texted me this morning and said, I've got a topic I have to talk about. Adnan, tell me more about how you came to this topic and why it's important for us to discuss it today. Yeah, so it's funny. So you call a difficult leader. So I think the actual text message I sent you was, what do you do if you, if you have to work with a shitty leader? And <laughs> so it's funny to say that out loud, right? But oftentimes we hear it in the form of a leader with opportunities to be better championed mm-hmm. or a leader Coachable. with development opportunities. But, you know, mm-hmm. the reality is after a few rounds of happy hour, you're with the core team. It really just boils down to I'm dealing with a shitty leader. Help mm. me, please. So obviously I'm joking, um, but I'm certain <laughs> among some of our listeners today, we have a few people just nodding in the affirmative. And it's an unfortunate oh, yeah. reality of just what we do. We have to work with leaders that just aren't able to deliver the outcomes that we need and really be there in the way that we need them for to champion change. So in today's discussion, I thought it would be great to discuss um, a few techniques around identifying these leaders, first and foremost, are these individuals that we can truly coach and develop or are there opportunities to work around these individuals, mm-hmm. you know, so how to know the difference exactly because you know mm-hmm. we talked about this in the personal resilience discussion which was around the fact that as change managers, you know, we go into the burning building, but right. maybe the building's just going to burn to the ground and let's not spend <laughs> the energy risk our own personal, you know, emotional security and safety. Let's really be sure this is something we can influence in the right direction. And if we can, great, let's spend the energy on that because it's worth the Mm -hmm. time and the investment. But if it's not, you know, how can we navigate around that? So um, I thought it would be a great discussion to talk about today and really a discussion that I think many of our listeners can identify with and relate to and um, that we would be very much open to hearing, you know, what people are experiencing on the ground because this is a topic that I think will resonate for many people. And it's so easy just to complain, right? You get out of these frustrating meetings and you go to the water cooler and you just, you know, talk about Joe and how difficult he is. But I think our listeners are eager to get some tips on, okay, if you do have this, I'll say crappy leader. Crappy leader. <laughs> uh, well, you know, what do you, what do? You do? <laughs> uh, so the, the first idea that you had, I it really resonated with, with me around just trying really hard to connect one-on-one with them and find out like maybe what's behind their inability to show up as a leader. Tell me more about that. Yeah, so I do think it's important. um, And this goes back to a technique that Natalie Richardson had suggested, which was around finding consensus. And Mm -hmm. a way to do that is really to ask why. So, um, you know, I think if you talk to people and really get to the root cause of some of the difficulties or resistance that you're experiencing, you can usually find a common ground somewhere, mm. right? So, uh, you know, ask at least five times the why and, right. and you know, understand really where people are coming from, empathize with them. You know, this goes back to our conversations on empathy and, and really understand, is there a common foundation that I can build from? Um, right. Really invest the time to do that because 
I would hate for us to assume that someone is a leader when the reality is that's someone we can coach, right? We don't want to miss those opportunities as change managers. If we can coach someone, let's coach them. Um, But again, at the same time, if we can't, let's not spend all that energy and just exhaust ourselves emotionally. So Mm -hmm. let's see if we can find some consensus. So a few techniques that we talked about, invest the time one-on-one with people, really understanding um, what their experience has been with a specific change. Mm -hmm. And Maybe there's some past experience that they're bringing to the mm-hmm. table. Really listen to where they're coming from and, and invest that time and, and get to the root cause. So um, if someone, if you have a leader that's resistant to a specific change or maybe not championing and coming through in the way that you need them, again, ask those whys until mm-hmm. you get to the root cause. And ideally, you get to a root cause that you can work through, right? It's like, great. I see where you're coming from. This is excellent for me because I can build something from this. And and if you can, I think you have an opportunity to coach these individuals. Right. What you're making me think is perhaps it's the individual change that you're assigned to. You know, maybe right. they don't have a what's in it for me as the leader of that change. I know that's a really common problem with our managers and supervisors that they're kind of receiving the change and they also have to champion it. So it can come across as just but really they could just be going through their own change journey versus they don't have the skills, which could be coachable versus they just don't want to do it. They're super busy. They've got other priorities and they just want you to get out of their hair. (laughs) Many of our leaders and our sponsors that we're asked to work with, they've reached those positions in different ways, Mm -hmm. right? So Ideally, in the best circumstances, right, you have a leader that truly has a genuine love in developing other people mm-hmm. and, and really getting them across the finishing line. I mean, ideally, those are your best champions, your best sponsors. The reality is that's not how many of our leaders have moved up the ranks, right? right. Some leaders, they've moved up the ranks because the timing was just right. You know, someone left and they were the most senior person available. So then they got moved up to the next position. And the reality is they're great subject matter experts. They really understand a functional unit of a business, but they're not great at leading other people. Mm -hmm. And, you know, what do you do? Do you say no to a promotion? Not usually, right? If If you're being promoted, the gracious thing to do to people is to accept it. It's, you know, to acknowledge that, you know, maybe I'm not prepared to lead a team to really motivate, inspire a group of people. You know, a lot of people just don't have that self-awareness or if they do, it's just a really difficult conversation to broach if you're being promoted. How did my leader get there? Is it someone who, again, genuinely loves to develop others? Is it someone who went there based on their um, just timing? And If it is based on their timing, again, are they coachable? And if Mm -hmm. they're coachable as change managers, I think it's worth our time. So how do we know? Like, that's the question that keeps coming back. How much time do you spend with someone before you decide, okay, this just isn't working? 
that whole finding consensus piece, mm-hmm. maybe you're not able to find that consensus. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you so know? that's a sign. We just can't. That might be a sign. Speak the same language, yeah. You just, you just can't speak the same language. And in terms of just, we talk a lot about servant leadership in terms of the workforce of the future and what we need from mm-hmm. our leaders. Um, the concept of, you know, removing barriers and, you know, letting your individual contributors, your team thrive on their own and just be successful to a point where they really don't need you anymore. If that makes mm. them uncomfortable or the idea of I'm not indispensable, you know, to micromanage <laughs> the day to day tasks, right? Um, maybe, I don't know, maybe you can't really coach through that. It's, it's a difficult mm-hmm. thing to identify, but usually there are a few red flags. I think a bright spot is if they continue to take your meetings. Like if you say, hey, yeah. I feel like we could benefit from some time together. Why don't I set up a biweekly touch point or a monthly coffee or whatever is appropriate in your organization? And if they continue to show up and they're not constantly canceling or making excuses, you know, to me, just the willingness, it shows a lot of how they're going to approach their leadership whether they could be coachable or not. I think that's a great point because I have had leaders who have consistently Absolutely. canceled on me. And, mm-hmm. and and that's a sign, right? If, if you're not a priority, if this is not a priority, I mean, it comes through very clearly when your meetings get pushed out week after week after week or people are, you know, 20 minutes late to a 30 minute meeting. I mean, those are some red flags that maybe I'm dealing with mm-hmm. someone that I just can't coach through. Um, I think then we need to talk about what if I Mm. am dealing with someone that I just cannot coach and, you know, they are just not someone that I can really walk through this, you know, are there some opportunities to work around them? So usually I will say with a change, there Mm. are other leaders you can work through. So your coalition of leaders and many of them may be better leaders, right? They may be better equipped to champion a change, to develop others, and and to be present Mm -hmm. and and really available in the ways that you need them. Recognize who is influential with this person who's just not able to Mm -hmm. deliver the outcomes that you need and work with them. So um, usually with most sponsors, most leaders that we're working with, there are certain yeah. things that they're willing to delegate, certain responsibilities, certain tasks, certain decisions, right? There are certain decisions that mm-hmm. they're just comfortable with delegating. Identify those decisions and work through your coalition to, you know, get consensus on those decisions if you can. Another idea I have is if they have a peer who is someone who's more generalized that can speak to a lot of different departments, maybe sending them on like a roadshow or having them show up to meetings and, you know, say the same couple of things so that it looks like they're being really visible and participatory with the change, uh, that then your leader may either kind of cave in and realize, oh, if I don't do it, somebody else will. Or, you know, they begin to essentially take on that role of influencing the group that needs to change. Right, right. I I think that's a terrific approach as well. Mm -hmm. Um, So leverage the coalition that you have and (laughs) 
Um, but at the same time, (laughs) you know, you can't completely bypass this person, right? So the reality is you can work around them, but you cannot completely bypass them because they're there for a reason and they are one of your stakeholders and you need to get their willingness to move forward, right? So I don't even want to say get their agreement to move forward because you may never get there, but at least, again, have the visible appearance that they're on board. And, And whether that be through what you mentioned is you know, apply, mm-hmm. I, Just I don't like know peer if pressure. saying applying pressure is the right thing necessarily, but working through other, like, or right. just the fact that their right. peers are willing to go along with it, hmm, this must be okay, and maybe then I'll go along with it. I'm more likely to go along with it if I see that other people that I hold mm-hmm. in a high regard are willing mm-hmm. to go along with this, I'll just go along with it. Even though I'm not completely sold on it, it's not it's not yeah. completely crazy because other people are bought into this as well. I um, have another idea. This is not appropriate in all scenarios, so I want to be very, very clear <laughs> about that. But we were rolling out a new software, and it was going to various departments, and there was one department. They just didn't want it. They just didn't want to change. They didn't want to do it. didn't matter how often we talked with them. So ultimately, I went to the sponsor and just said, hey, we need to go live in this area. Can you identify someone, the appropriate person, to help us lead that charge? And then on the flip side, will you help us hold them accountable for that success? I didn't name names. I didn't talk bad about anybody. But that's exactly what he did. He reached out to the leader we were having trouble with and said, I need you to take charge in this area and make sure this is successful. So you have to really tiptoe on that one, but this is an idea of, I think, an appropriate escalation where you, we weren't going to be able to move forward without this key leader being involved, and the only person he was going to listen to was his boss. Right, and you have those leaders, right? The leaders that will only listen to other leaders or mm-hmm. leaders above them, I should say. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. even their peer level, like, no, I need to be instructed by someone more senior right. than me. And you really do have that. I mean, that's certainly a dynamic that I've encountered. And mm-hmm. I mean, for me, I don't get it personally, but, you know, that's just how some people are. They need to be told, like, this is what I need you to focus on. And then they will clearly deliver those outcomes. So that's right. Is that the route you need to go? do it but to your point it's not always appropriate it can backfire if you're not careful yes. you really have to you know make sure you fully understand the dynamics that are at play right. and you know the senior most person kind of what their relationship is with this other individual mm-hmm. um, because again it could backfire but if you are thoughtful about I think how you communicate to someone mm-hmm. above the leader's level that you're working with that you need to influence, um, usually you can have a pretty good outcome if you're thoughtful about it. Right. Handle with care. Handle <laughs> with, with suggestion. Yes. I think of a I think of a box that's being shipped with fragile <laughs> a fragile this sticker on it. This could break easily. <laughs> this could break very easily and that's not a good thing, right? Um, so it's important to be thoughtful of that for sure. <laughs> Well, I hope we have all learned something valuable today. We would love to hear the tips from our listeners. If you have a crappy leader you are dealing with and have found a successful way either to coach them or to manage around them, we would love to hear your tips. Email us at changenerds at gmail.com and we'll catch you next time. Thanks, everyone.